Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 11 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. Continuing our exploration of the obstacles that can prevent your young athletes from achieving their sports goals, today's topic is emotions. And because emotions play such an important role in raising young athletes, today's podcast will be the first of two that focus on emotions. Let's get started. Emotions play such a vital role in youth sports, as I just mentioned. Athletic participation means experiencing frequent and powerful emotions, often within the span of a few minutes, from the thrill of victory to the agony of defeat. Young athletes revel in the excitement, elation, joy, pride, and inspiration of competing in sports. Less pleasantly, though, they also experience fear, disappointment, frustration, anger, and despair. As a parent, you want your children to experience all the positive emotions and none of the negative ones. We love to see them happy and excited, and it pains us as parents to see them in emotional pain. But in viewing their athletic lives through a wider lens, you actually want your young athletes to feel all of the emotions, both good and less so, because that is what makes youth sports so impactful and ultimately important in their overall and long-term development as both athletes and as people. Emotions are, in fact, two sides of the same coin. Your children can't cherry-pick the emotions they want to experience in their athletic lives. They must either experience them all or none at all. So it's not a matter of what emotions you want them to feel. Rather, what you do have a choice in is you're doing everything you can to ensure that your children's sports experiences result in emotions that are mostly positive. And when they're not, the less pleasant emotions build determination and resilience rather than lead to hurt and abandonment of their sports participation. That influence includes what emotions you trigger in them and how you respond to the myriad of emotions they're certain to experience as they enter and immerse themselves in their sports. Emotions are so important in sports because those emotions that are most powerful and prevalent in their athletic lives will determine your children's perceptions about, attitudes toward, and reactions in their sports participation. In other words, their emotions act as the lens through which they look at their sports involvement. Positive emotions about playing sports foster positive perceptions about your young athlete's sports lives and encourage further commitment and effort toward their sports goals. Children who have positive experiences in their sports come to associate sports with emotions such as excitement, satisfaction, and happiness. Conversely, though negative emotions such as frustration and disappointment are natural and healthy parts of your young athletes pursuing their own personal greatness, Excessively negative and intense emotions, such as fear and despair, can cause them to connect their efforts with feeling bad, which will ultimately discourage their interests and efforts in pursuing their athletic goals. Unhealthy negative emotions are, in fact, a significant obstacle in having a positive sports experience because the feelings are so powerful, immediate, and yes, unpleasant. Additionally, strong and persistent negative emotions affect children at many levels, including sapping their motivation, undermining their confidence, blurring their focus, and causing competitive anxiety. Your young athletes' emotional reactions to their efforts in the playing field develop as they accumulate experiences in their sports participation. These emotional responses take shape as attitudes that your children hold about their athletic lives. Unhealthy emotions that are recurrent and intense lead to harmful attitudes that are commonly known as the baggage, quote-unquote, that children develop and carry with them throughout their sports experiences and even more harmfully into other aspects of their lives and into their adulthoods. One of the most difficult aspects of unhealthy emotions in sports is that they become ingrained. So they cause children to automatically respond with a particular pre-programmed emotional reaction to an athletic experience, even when that emotional reaction does more harm than good. For example, a young tennis player is constantly chastised by her father for losing matches. In time, she comes to fear walking onto the tennis court because she knows that if she plays poorly, her father will be angry with her. 
This fear actually causes her to have happen the thing that she fears the most, namely losing and incurring her father's wrath. Moreover, this reaction seeps into other settings, including school, where she develops tremendous performance anxiety before tests. The kinds of emotional reactions that your young athletes have in response to their sports participation depend on everything I've discussed up until this point in my podcast. What you do in the development of your children's sense of self and feelings of ownership will determine the emotions they will experience in their athletic lives. Then, in a circular sort of way, these emotions determine their sense of self and ownership, causing either a virtuous or vicious cycle that will color all of their future sports experiences and, more broadly, their life experiences. From Lou Gehrig, the baseball legend, a ball player who loses his head and can't keep his cool is worse than no player at all. One thing about emotions is that they're felt by young athletes with such immediacy and force. Another thing is that these emotions aren't easy to miss, so it's not difficult to see when your kids are struggling emotionally in their athletic lives. There are several warning signs you should look for in your children to evaluate their emotional experiences in their sports participation. One of the clearest signs of emotional difficulties related to sports is anxiety before competitions. Now, it's natural for all athletes to feel some nerves before they compete because they're putting their efforts to the test, and there are no guarantees that those efforts will be rewarded. But when those feelings are aversive and interfere with a young athlete's ability to perform their best and enjoy the experiences, you should take note and you should take action. Muscle tension, short and choppy breathing, stiff movement, social withdrawal, that quote-unquote deer-in-the-headlights look in their eyes before a competition— as well as tentative performances when they're competing, are a few of the indications of competitive anxiety. Another warning sign is emotions that are extreme, out of control, or out of proportion to the athletic situation your children are in. For example, young athletes who are terrified of going onto the field to compete, uncontrollable anger or tears after a loss, or sadness and dejection days after poor performance. These emotional reactions are powerful indicators of some unhealthy attitudes towards sports that have become significant obstacles to your young athletes pursuing their sports goals. One of the most common reactions to persistent negative emotional experiences on the part of young athletes is either reluctance to walk onto the field to play to compete, I don't feel like playing today, coming up with excuses not to compete when kids say they're either sick or they're injured, or an outright avoidance of competing. I don't like playing my sport anymore. I want to quit. These responses are strong signs that your children's athletic experiences are truly negative to the extent that they no longer want to participate in something that they probably really enjoyed before. Lastly, a truly unfortunate emotional reaction to negative sports experiences are what I call unhappy successes. These are young athletes who respond to the threatening emotions, usually grounded in a fear of failure, by pursuing success with desperate determination and finding temporary relief in those successes. But they pay a price in unhappiness. Rather than experience elation and pride in their efforts, the best emotions these children can muster is relief that's short-lived for having avoided the threat that was causing the unhealthy emotions in the first place. From Peyton Manning, the Super Bowl-winning quarterback, I walked around for a while angry, in a bad mood. Woe is me. I've gotten over that. It doesn't do any good. Now that we've explored how negative emotions can hurt your children's sports experiences, let's turn to what you can do about it. Let me introduce you to the concept of emotional mastery. And let's start by explaining what emotional mastery is not for young athletes. Emotional mastery is not about suppressing their emotions, not feeling their emotions, or not avoiding their emotions. To the contrary, your children can't develop emotional mastery with their fully experiencing the wide range of emotions, from excitement and joy to frustration and dejection. From these emotional experiences, they become familiar and comfortable with their emotions, from which they can then develop the skills to master those emotions. Emotional mastery involves several steps. 
First, emotional mastery is helping your young athletes to be fully open to their emotional lives, to experience the full range of emotions, and to feel all emotions deeply. Second, when they do feel emotions, for them to not only be capable of knowing that the emotions feel either good or bad, pleasant or unpleasant, but actually identifying what those specific emotions are. For example, after competitive loss, your children will certainly feel bad, but emotional mastery involves their being able to label the emotion. Is what they feel, disappointment, hurt, embarrassment, or frustration. By labeling their emotions, your kids take the first step toward emotional mastery because they can now take what are often vague and amorphous experiences and make them more tangible and as a result, more within their control. Once the specific emotions have been identified, the next step in emotional mastery is for your young athletes to understand where those emotions came from in their sports experiences. For example, if what they feel is embarrassment after a loss, why do they feel that emotion? Did they feel that they underperformed? Did they feel that they were letting down their parents? Were they concerned that others would judge them to be failures? This understanding of emotions your children feel allows them to make the emotions even more tangible and to put them in a greater context, thus enabling them to decide how to respond to the emotions, hopefully in a positive and constructive way. There are two typical problems with how children deal with emotions when they experience them in sports and in life in general. First, they keep their emotions bottled up inside of them. Particularly in sports and among boys, emotional expression, especially of the negative variety, goes against the ethos both of sports and masculinity, and is often viewed as a sign of weakness. Unfortunately, this strategy rarely works for emotions of any degree of intensity, because they have to be released somehow. So these suppressed emotions seep out indirectly by, for example, internally directed depression, general irritability, or misdirected anger, none of which honor, healthily express, or resolve those emotions. Second, the emotions are expressed strongly and indiscriminately. For example, a young athlete who's angered from a loss to a rival lashes out at his coach, which of course only angers the coach, and doesn't get at the real emotions underlying the anger, namely hurt and disappointment at the loss. Moreover, these two unproductive ways of dealing with emotions don't help in providing a solution to the problem that caused the emotions. Plus, of course, those emotions can damage the athlete's relationship with his coach. From Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the basketball legend, you have to be able to center yourself to let all of your emotions go. A consistent theme of my podcast is that you are largely responsible for how your children develop both as athletes and as people, and the kind of athletic experiences that they have. That influence is no less important in their emotional life, and you should do everything you can to support their development into emotional masters. As with many aspects of raising young athletes, the first way to positively impact your children in their athletic lives is to look inward and see what influence you have on them, in this case, in their emotional development. You can examine the emotional impact you have on your children, both positive and negative, and identify what you may need to change to foster their emotional growth. For example, if you get upset when your kids lose, you need to step back, acknowledge that your reactions aren't helping them, and examine why you have such a strong emotional reaction. I'll explore this in greater depth in the second part of Emotions in Episode 12. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to Episode 11 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. And be on the lookout for Episode 12 in the near future.